for a moment take your eye off the destruction in gaza the disruption in the red sea and the iran pakistan tit for tat bombings that were followed by an incredible equivalent of the brotherly puppy jappy which is hugs and kisses now now depending on which way you look at it global political islam is at its strongest ever or at its weakest for the greatest clarity let's say up front that this is not an argument about islam the faith this is about political islam where the faith is the state religion defines a nation and or maintains its unelected leaders in power and governs their strategic responses the muslim communities and leaders of india bangladesh indonesia malaysia and several other countries are therefore excluded saudi arabia the uae qatar and other gulf nations iran pakistan turkey and many others in asia and africa are among those who constitute this dominant universe of political islam that we are talking about today so i've told you who's excluded and who's included and why further there are the many non state actors some of them like the houthis and hezbollah flaunt arsenals bigger than most regular states in fact both are bigger than most european countries in terms of their manpower including uniform manpower missiles drones and in the case of the houthis tanks as well there are also the numerous deadly splinters of al qaeda and islamic state pakistan's and pakistan's mostly sunni from all schools salafi barelvi deobandi lashkars and jaish e this or jaish e that including iran's latest target jaish e adal it is this larger group comprising both the states and the non state actors who are governed in the name of islam and exert pan national influence that we define as the world of political islam once we have that clarity we can go ahead with our analysis the power has challenged and destabilized the world as never before in its history there was the oil shock after the yom kippur war in 1973 the two gulf wars 911 the rise of al qaeda islamic state and the many intifadas each was limited in its geographical spread strategic reach and intensity of violence today's disruption is worldwide the unlikely rise of sanctions hit iran as a regional and sectarian power is a key point its influence now goes way beyond the middle east as even the russians quoted desperately for shipments of its drones ammunition and cheap missiles hamas hezbollah and the houthis are its state sized proxies in their respective heydays both al qaeda and islamic state attempted to wrest the leadership of the muslim world and failed the arab spring initially welcomed and backed by the western powers and liberal establishment rose in this continuing maelstrom and then what happened is an important story the idea of a move away from dictatorship to elected democracy was heady but as the muslim brotherhood or some equivalent was elected in each country thereafter the western liberal enthusiasm vaporized because you can't bring in democracy where institutions don't exist the upshot is the welcome return of dictatorship and the old normal in egypt and almost in tunisia the broken nation states of syria and libya and the flood of refugees to europe as well in parallel a great deal of such destabilization took place in africa as well particularly in sub saharan africa sahel region the western power has now so was now so overstressed and exhausted that barack obama after killing gaddafi breaking libya 
and more was talking of leading from behind. Can't be more cynical than that. All of this created a great vacuum of state, strategic and moral authority. Iran moved into it. Its non-state proxies are bigger than the armies of most of the other nations in this grouping of political Islam. By the way, in the list I had given you earlier of the countries excluded from our analysis of political Islam, Egypt also should be on that list. It was an oversight I forgot, so I am correcting that. We are all familiar with that slogan, from the river to the sea, that so energizes the Palestinians and enrages the Israelis. For today's geopolitics, however, it will need to be something like, and I quote, from the Mediterranean to the Arabian Sea through the Red Sea. That is how the influence of the, this new political Islam has grown. The hard fact is that today all of the American-led Western powers with varying support from friends including India are not able to keep their most critical sea lanes free. This when their pretense is keeping the Indo-Pacific and South China Sea free. This rise of diverse but aligned Islamist challenge, Islamist not Islamic, Islamist challenge has exposed the limitations of big power militaries. Other powers are rising too in this vacuum. Qatar is the preeminent example. Forever the swing state pretending to dispense favors to this and that but acting mostly in its own interest and punching way above its weight at least in terms of the size. It is a remarkable country in that it is an indispensable state for the US, Iran, Hamas and the Israelis all at the same time. Egypt Sisi meanwhile has found new mojo too, making top American dipl diplomats wait. Without him, the Rafah crossing from Gaza would not open. And winning what he called an election without even a whimper from Washington. All of this adds up to the strongest challenge to the Western power since the end of the Cold War. That is the upshot. That is the important thing. Then how do we build the counter argument that this world of political Islam is also at its weakest ever at the same time? First, however long this fighting and disruption goes on, it will eventually end and the Islamist group will not win. Disruptive firepower apart, it simply does not have the cohesion to win. Once we ruled, rule out a win by Iran and its proxies, only the Gulf states and Turkey remain in this particular Islamist world. They are weaker than before, unable to choose sides with clarity over Gaza and they are now attacked as American lackeys. Erdogan has repositioned Turkey as a deal maker and a deal broker, not breaker, deal maker and a deal broker in Eastern Europe, even more than Asia, like a, like a mega cutter without oil and gas. And he now searches for influence in the Indian subcontinent and that underlines the limitations of his ambitions. Therefore, the real unwinnable wars in this universe are between its own Islamic states. The Iran-Pakistan fireworks are just only the latest spectacle. After Zia, democracy had given Pakistan with a small but modern, educated, even westernized elite the choice of breaking away from, its, from Zia's Islamization and rebranding itself like Indonesia or learning, learning from Bangladesh. It's built its own unique hybrid, but essentially Islamized state. That's why we count it among the losers in this ongoing tussle for global influence. Pakistan is nearly, nearly a quarter billion 
people, quarter billion, most of them Muslims, so about a quarter billion Muslims. And finally, a category we do not talk about enough. Most of the world's Muslims living in permanent peace belong to nations outside this grouping. Malaysia, Bangladesh, Indonesia and India. They all might have complaints, but those are complaints within, within the countries where they are. Islam is the state religion in the first two of the, in this list, but they eschew militant pan-Islamism. Muslims in these and other such states also, also add up to about a billion. These Muslim communities are winners too and without fighting anybody. Maldives, unfortunately, has now just become an exception in this group, choosing full Islamization. The blessing of these nations is the relative non-politicization of their faith. In fact, there is an important lesson there. In modern times, in today's era, if a state, if a country decides to define itself in terms of its faith, its religion, it will not be at a disadvantage. In fact, it will place itself at a humongous disadvantage because that is not the direction of the world. It's also, it's also a lesson for us when we see growing religiosity in our own country and also growing religious politics in our own country. That's why it is such an incredible irony that while it did not, did not bat an eyelid over Egypt, the elections, so-called elections in Egypt, loves the dictators of the Gulf and cheers on Pakistani army as it fixes its election. The only, only thing giving Washington a stomachache is imperfect election in Bangladesh, which, by the way, does not proclaim itself an Islamic Republic, despite having a Muslim majority of over 90%. And it, and it isn't even specific about which religion. Any politics that's determined by religion is today hugely, greatly outdated and it's also been discredited over the, over the centuries.